What's up, Poison Pals? Welcome back to another episode of That Shit is Poison with your host, myself, Megan Gesner. And your other host, Harini Bot. What's up? All right. So today is going to be Harini story time. But as usual, Poison Pals, we are just going to chitty chat chat. So I'm sorry if you hate us for that. <laughs> but if you did hate us, you wouldn't be here listening exactly. to us. You know what? Actually, maybe you do hate us because you haven't rated and reviewed. I know who you are. <laughs> Go do that shit right now. Please we, thank si- you. we simultaneously, <laughs> we, I've just laugh at how we're like we love you poison pals but we hate you for not rating and reviewing you know what you know what i'm gonna give megan all that credit she is all the sweet and i am all the sour (laughs) we gotta play a good cop bad cop but uh what we were talking about before being on this podcast of recording i was saying weird things i've been learning on the internet were fun things i've been learning on the internet Mm. is there's like there's this um, Instagram account that I couldn't even tell you what the handle is, but it's all about <laughs> these like weird fun facts. And the, the uh-huh. weird fun fact I learned on this account that day was about Rebel Wilson. Okay. <laughs> Did you know? Oh, Megan, you, you went away. Can you still hear me? I can still hear you. Just okay, great. <laughs> okay. It's the fun fact is that Rebel Wilson apparently became like deathly sick with malaria or something when she was she's from australia she is she okay. is yes I, sometimes i i can never tell the accent between like south african and australian but anyways yeah so she gotcha, got very gotcha. sick with malaria like almost like i think she almost died in fact and while she Whoa. was sick with malaria in the hospital she had some hallucinations and in her hallucination she had a dream that she becomes a famous actress and so that's why she became an actor actress oh so this happened prior to her pursuing an acting career or was she Mm -hmm. like already in her career but wasn't really like you know pushing her manager to find her better gigs or something no not at all i don't even think she was in the biz at all like she i don't even think it was on her mind but then when she had like she had like this life-altering hallucination of her being an actress so she was like okay i'm gonna go do that which is wild so that's wild because that's the equivalent of like if you were to intentionally take a you know a hallucinogenic yeah. and trip and then because there's always pe- people that have the stories of like i decided to do whatever hallucinogenic drug mm-hmm. and i took a trip and it just transformed my life yeah and i think that's so cool but man so she chose <laughs> malaria or okay, malaria you know chose her like i know right i know and megan you know you bring up such a very obvious point that i totally missed in yeah. my head i thought you were gonna say like all i need to do right now is just get sick with malaria and then i'll find out my true calling when yeah. you can just take some psychedelics yeah <laughs> No, I I was going to make that joke. I was like, Harini, we need to go to the tropics or just some sort of mosquito farm and put our hand in a mosquito box and and see if we... But don't do that. That wouldn't be... No, don't do that. But honestly, I'm already halfway there because I just came back from Chicago and it is hot and it is humid Mm. and my legs are just mosquito bites. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Horrible. I feel like I haven't gotten bitten by a mosquito in a long time same that's why i was like oh i almost forgot what it felt like but yeah yeah, don't miss that shit (laughs) now you remember and you're like yep (laughs) that's what it felt like (laughs) exactly Uh, but hard left turn um okay (laughs) sorry hard left turn i love a good driving down the highway and then just exit (laughs) exit uh i was gonna talk about the olympics 
Yes. Are you watching, Megan? I totally am, but I'm totally just watching fencing's Olympics and some various other sports. But yes. That's what's going to ask. Like, are you watching (laughs) fencing? I have been. It is very exciting. Oh, well, yeah. Cool. I'm glad you... (laughs) (laughs) It it has been exciting. I mean, for me, there was one moment, um, I think it was two nights ago, where I was watching in my kitchen and I started yelling. Like, I'm alone standing in my kitchen. I was actually, like, cooking while I had the Olympics going and it was... um, men's saber that was going and there was a u.s fencer who was competing and uh, obviously like all the u.s team members compete but like Mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. the time it was just him on the screen Mm. and i started to get anxious and like you know i feel like i'm so far removed now from the sport now that i stopped coaching and all that Mm -hmm. but watching him i was like yelling outwardly and clapping when it. he got a touch and getting upset when the ref in my opinion made bad calls and mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yes i've i've been watching it's still very That's much so a fun. part of my it's clearly a part of my um interests in some way absolutely like emotions came out so absolutely yeah that's the best part about it by the way guys if you guys are joining us a little bit late megan used to fence she was on the fencing team at uc san diego which is our undergrad and then she coached for a while Mm -hmm, as well mm -hmm. so that is tried and true to her sport yeah but uh yeah it's been fun watching i think all events are done at this point for Mm -hmm. for fencing as a whole and um the u.s team did struggle i would say this year (laughs) which is kind of a shame because actually parts of our fencing team were ranked really high like Mm. one of the men's foilists was like number two going in and all that but um we did get one gold medal overall within fencing women's foilist lee kiefer she's phenomenal Um, so cool yeah so yeah i was just watching um i was just watching this the swim meets and like the oh yeah those are fun you call it i don't know what you call yeah, them yeah, like yeah. the heats mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah the swim heats yeah yeah like michael phelps being like the narrator yeah it's always nice to see him and now the- like, i feel like i took it for granted when he was competing because mm-hmm. now when he's not competing i'm like oh it was nice to watch him compete live yeah yeah he in our life he's unreal like it is crazy so crazy so cra- it's just absurd how like <laughs> someone can achieve the things that he has achieved dude that's what i'm saying like superhuman 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 he totally is superhuman and when we were watching it me and dave were just curious like what is his record like what's all the hype about you know like you know like let's bring it back to the forefront and so he looked it up and i didn't know this maybe this is Mm. common knowledge and then you know excuse my ignorance but he has the most gold medals he has the most medals, period, out of anyone who mm. has ever competed in the Olympics. Mm. And he has the most good gold medals that is, of anyone who's ever competed, yeah. which is just nuts. I think he has like 28 gold medals. Mm-hmm. That is wild. And to be fair, and they point this out, um, I would say that it might be easier to win more gold medals in swimming because there are di- so many different right. like ways events. to win mm-hmm. in, in different events, correct, other sports. Mm-hmm. But still, I feel like that's a really big feat regardless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it is truly amazing. <laughs> this is this is not a hard left, but like okay. one thing that I have been enjoying watching in the Olympics is all the X Games related sports yes. that they're now implementing throughout this Olympics. So my sister and I um, and our good friend Bryson, we watch a little bit of Woman's Street. They just call it Woman's Street. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, it means, that? That, what, what that means is woman's skateboarding, like street oh, okay. skateboarding. Mm-hmm. 
And it was so fun and interesting to watch. I and I only bring this up because you had mentioned like Michael Phelps is the narrator mm-hmm. or the the um, spokes, not narrator. What is it called? Yeah, um, the, with the <laughs> he's the one that speaks about the sport. Mo- moderator or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Moderator. While while the swimming is going, so I was like, at least when we were watching at the time, I was expecting like Tony Hawk to be yeah. the moderator, but uh, he wasn't at the time. But they did say like he is there at the at the venue and he was like seen like do, like skating with some of the olympians that were That's actually so in the competition cool. to just like hang out with them dude in the women's street final the majority of them were under 20 the wow. oldest person in the finals is a famous american skater i honestly cannot remember her name i feel bad mm-hmm. um but she was 34 or something wow. like that wow that's the cool. the youngest on that final stage was like 13 years old it was absurd and it was like so cool i was like oh yeah these these girls are badass i wish i watched (laughs) that maybe i'll go back and watch that because that sounds really good i know it's pretty interesting yeah yeah i'm i love how they're bringing those types of like x games i saw like um dirt biking was also on there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's really cool so i didn't know if that's a new thing this year or it was Mm -hmm. there even last year but it's all new this year. All wow. those sports plus surfing are all new to the Olympics this year. Ooh. I feel, yeah, those are the only ones that I know about. Um, if there's like another sport that's been added, but it's just totally off my radar, I apologize. But yeah, yeah. I watched a little surfing too. Yeah, I, the surfing was awesome. I don't understand the point system for surfing <laughs> as much as I understand the point system for the skateboarding. That one yeah. seems a little more straightforward. Agreed, agreed. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. <laughs> Believe it or not, okay. everything that we talked about <laughs> ties into my story for today. Oh, uh, wow. That's that is actually a surprise. I was ready for you to just be like, none of this is relevant. Let's Which just is usually go the case. straight into something else. Yeah, <laughs> I know. How lovely. OK, I'm excited mm-hmm. for this. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Are we talking about some doping today? Is that what we're talking about? Um, no. We're uh, talking okay, about something okay. different. Okay. But yeah, we'll see. You'll see. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Take it away. Okay. Megan, for Let's me. do this. Well, yes, I'm taking it away to have Harini take it away. Sounds good. All righty. All right. Harini, mm-hmm. it is time for you to pick your poison. What's it going to be today? Uh, we're going to take you down some gold medal alley. Let's go. Let's so, go. Let's go. Let's go. Well, first, USA. I'm going to. USA. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you may, you may not want to be saying that in a little bit, but oh fudge! God damn it! I feel Megan always says something. I'm like, mm, hold off, Too hold early. off. First, I'm going to talk about my sources because you guys, yes. I'm always forgetting these days. So, <laughs> the first source I have is the International Society of Olympic Historians mm. Field and Stream, which doesn't sound like much, but I, I'm not going to talk more about it because they might give it away i have another article from texas a&m nice. uh, the world health organization the cdc and then nice, drug nice. bank so drug oh. bank <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and wiki <laughs> forgot about wiki but that's like a given now so that's why yeah, i don't yeah, even yeah. say that one but yeah if you want to give them some love donate five dollars <laughs> I think I have like an automatic two dollar every every month donation. No way. Mm-hmm. Wow, you're I was like, why a not? Good person, Megan. <laughs> and, Am instead, I? <laughs> yes, you are. Instead, I am donating five dollars to the freaking Times Machine. Oh, 
That's fun though. I mean, it's, it was it's education. It is educational. <laughs> it's kind of a cool thing. Anyways, okay, let's get into the story. Mm-hmm. So, you guys know I love a theme, and since it is the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, mm-hmm. I decided to tell a story about an Olympic poisoning. Wow. I don't didn't even remember. know one existed. Sorry. I didn't know either. No, no, no. I didn't know that either. The poison pills. It is hard for us. If we're talking over each other, I apologize. It is hard for us to know because I cannot see Megan's face. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so I'm weird. looking at a little microphone <laughs> icon right now. Oh, man. I don't know. What's up with that? I always can see everyone else just fine. And I know it's always me. That's the problem. No. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. So we're going to do our best, but I don't, okay. I feel like we do a pretty good job anyways. Yeah. So it should be fine. Okay. So I'm going to be talking about an Olympic poisoning. This is the story specifically of Maria Philipson Braun. She goes by the nickname of Zeus, which I freaking love. That's such an awesome nickname to have. And she competed in the 1928 Summer Olympics. So we're really like jumping back. So coming full circle 2020, we're going all the way back. I don't know when the Olympics first started. I should know that. But I think it was like almost around there, around then. Maybe like it had been like 10 years into like the start of the Olympics. Anyways, really early on, right? So the 1928 Summer Olympics were held in Los Angeles. Wait. Was it? Hold on. Oh my god. I'm sorry, Megan. <laughs> okay, well, one, I'm gonna look up when the modern Olympic Games started. The first one was in Athens in eighteen ninety six. Oh my god, okay, so not <laughs> ten yeah. years in. Okay. No. So I did not know that. I knew that the first Olympics were in Athens, but I didn't know mm-hmm. it was all the way in eighteen ninety six. Yeah. I mean that's, that's uh, super if you think early. about that's like turn of the century. Um yeah. so so yes it is early compared to where we are now but in my head i'm like that's that seems that makes sense to me like that's right before we enter the 20th century so that seems accurate like globalization was starting to happen Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. absolutely so yeah it's been a long time since then but yeah so uh maria zeus braun she competed in the 1928 summer olympics and those were in amsterdam and then she competed again in the 1932 los angeles olympics So, in 1928, she won a gold medal in the 100-meter backstroke, and then she got a silver in the 40-meters freestyle in 1928, again, in Amsterdam. But she would not even get to compete at the finals of the 1932 Olympic Games due to a suspicious sudden illness during the preliminary heats. So, we're going to get into the story now. I will be honest, Poison Pals, this is going to be potentially a quick story because mm-hmm. there isn't a lot of information on Maria. Mm. There is no background. They just, all we pretty much know is like when she was born. So we'll just start with that. Okay. <laughs> so Maria was born on June 22nd, 1911, and she is best known as a Dutch Olympic swimmer. Braun is the daughter of another prominent Dutch swimming coach. Her mom was colloquially and famously known as Ma Braun. So she was her mother as well as her swimming coach. So here's how this all went down. On August 9th, 1932, Zeus goes to compete in her preliminary heat for the finals. She easily wins the 100 mil. Oh my God. I keep wanting to say 100 millimeter backstroke. <laughs> that would be the easiest race of all time (laughs) would it be oh that would be so 
interesting to witness like how quickly can you shift your body like you i know right that, you would have to like get like a slow motion camera to catch who wins that like the tiniest splash of water that you could ever make <laughs> oh my god okay this is not the 100 millimeters backstroke she easily wins the 100 meter backstroke and earns her place in the final which will take place a few days after that so that was tuesday she wins the heat the next day, Wednesday, was a day off for her. So Zeus goes to the swimming stadium to see the men's 400-meter freestyle. And this is where she thinks everything went down. So the way I'm going to tell the story from here on out is going to be a combination of me telling the story, but also me telling the story as her. Because there's a lot of interviews of her talking about what happens that day and what happened to her so I want to also talk in her first person voice and then I will switch to me just telling the story but I'll let you guys know when I go back and forth so right now I'm going to be talking as her Zeus says quote I was there with the other girls in the stands which were reserved for foreign participants to just kind of watch right In the row in front of us were two young Americans, which was sort of strange because this part of the stands was not for spectators, and plus this was the foreign section. Now it's me talking. Either way, she doesn't pay much attention to them, but they would look repeatedly in her direction, which was odd. She felt odd about them looking at her so much. Everyone was super engrossed in the men's 400-meter race. It was a very exciting race, so much so that everyone had stood up in their seats and was standing until the finish. That's when all of a sudden, Zeus feels a stab in her left leg, going back to being Zeus. There was such enthusiasm about the race that I didn't worry about the pain in that moment. I only noticed that those two American men had left. Hmm. Back to me talking. So (laughs) Zeus goes back that night. And the pain in her leg starts to radiate. So she goes to her trainer. She tells her trainer, hey, you know, I felt something, I think, bite me or like stab me. I don't know what it was, but my leg has been hurting ever since then. Hmm. And so her trainer says, you know, it just seems like a stiff leg. Let me massage the area. Let me massage the muscles. And then it should be fine in the morning. So Mm -hmm. her trainer begins to massage it all over, which in retrospect will be the worst thing they could have done. Oh, no. Just Mm. massage that poison all over. (laughs) Oh, no. So the next morning, Zeus swims her 400 meter freestyle, but she can hardly move her left leg at that point. The entire situation just gets worse and worse. There are moments where she's pretty much yelling in pain. Mm. Going back to being Zeus. Mm -hmm. It was impossible to swim on the afternoon of the final 100 meter backstroke. They gave me very hot and very cold baths, but nothing helped. I had a horrible fever of 107.6 degrees Fahrenheit. So a Dutch doctor comes to see her and immediately advises for Zeus to be hospitalized. Once she's at the hospital, the doctors examine her leg and Zeus hears one of them say, quote, but this is not an infection. When Zeus turns to them, when she hears that, the doctors realize that she can understand English and they promptly walk away to discuss the case elsewhere. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So it was then that Zeus remembers the two American men and the stab in her leg. And so she kind of like puts two and two together in her mind. Hmm. Zeus continues to get very sick. The doctors felt her condition was so bad that they feared that she was actually going to die. 
But Zeus does slowly recover, and after three weeks of being in the hospital, she finally gets discharged. But she was still too weak to travel, so mm-hmm. she stays in LA for another three weeks post. Mm-hmm. And this is post the Olympics. Olympics are not done, right? So did she? She like did not get to compete essentially because she's going through nope. this. Okay, mm-hmm. exactly. She mm-hmm. doesn't even compete in the finals. Like she qualified for the finals, but mm-hmm. right the day before she was supposed to compete, she, that's when she gets stabbed. Gotcha, gotcha, or gotcha. Something happens to her leg. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So during their extended stay in L.A. post-hospital, Zeus's mom notices a young man hanging around their apartment repeatedly. So one day her mom tries to speak to this man, but he just runs away. But before they could really get to the bottom of whatever that was, the doctors gave Zeus a permission, the all clear, to go back to Rotterdam, where she's from. Okay, so that's pretty much the story part. Like I told you, it was very, very brief. But there's more there's more to it. So why did this happen? Like, why would anyone if we're thinking of it in a more sinister light, why would someone want to poison her or harm her? So once Zeus was fully recovered, the entire world, of course, wanted to interview what happened that essentially cost her potentially more Olympic gold medals. The press asked her who could have done this horrible thing to her. So Zeus speculate that there was a lot of betting going on on the Olympic races And just so everyone is aware, so during the 1932 games, like I told you guys, in 1928, Zeus wins the gold medal in her event, right? So she is the favored person to win, but there's also another person that people want to win, and it's an American named Eleanor Holm. So those are the two favorites for the backstroke title that everyone was betting against, and a lot of people were trying to bet against Zeus. So there is some, I guess you could say, incentive there. And that kind of ties into the two American men, if that's to be believed. When I was reading this, it kind of has that whole air around it that is similar to the Tanya Harding case. Because after Zeus gives the speculation, like she implies basically that the Americans did this to her. And the Dutch press and sports officials were very skeptical. They continued to distance themselves from her statement because they didn't want They didn't want to believe it was as sinister as she believes it to be. They felt Zeus was bitter about not being able to compete and all the misery made her go looking for a scapegoat to to blame it all on. But Zeus never changed her stance and her opinion. After this incident, Zeus never swam again professionally. This whole affair left a bitter taste in her mouth. And even when her own daughter started a swimming career, she never attended any of her races, which is kind of sad. But I think it just really impacted her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I'm assuming she's very convinced in her head at this point that, like, someone tried to manipulate me participating in the Olympics. And it's all based on... my career as a swimmer and I think right. once you have that thought process that that idea so implement like so impacted in your brain for years after that like like and you just know it like you just know mm-hmm. and you start to think like am I crazy am I this but right. you just know it like I can see that is so sad that like she didn't it go is. to her own daughter swim like swim competitions or practices but I can understand it too. Like it's just too hard to watch. You know, it's too hard to watch. It is. It's like, it's kind of like someone, like if we're going, we're thinking down that path, it's someone purposely tried to harm you and Mm -hmm. no one is believing you. 
right. and it kind of stole your career in many ways, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I, I don't. There's, again, there's unfortunately not a lot of information about what happened afterwards, but I can imagine mm-hmm. that she wasn't able to swim to that level anymore. You know what I right. mean? Like yeah. after that happened to her leg and all this and that. So yeah. it's definitely like it. Like when when you're an ath- athlete like that, your body is everything. And if something happens to that, that can be extremely devastating. Like that is like mm-hmm. your you know whoa career and everything like that. Yeah. But anyways, so mm-hmm. so the prov- so yeah so she never attended any of her daughter's races, and then she died in 1982, almost forgotten. Like not a lot of people even know about this story, and they a lot of people don't even know that she was an Olympic swimmer because of all this. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so the prevailing theory by the doctors was that Zeus was bitten by an insect and that mm-hmm. gave her a nasty blood infection that led to sepsis where she almost died. Wow. However, mm. Zeus does feel like she was intentionally poisoned by these two Americans, most likely with something we will never know. Mm-hmm. The case is still unsolved. And since we don't know what she was poisoned with, I am going to talk about an insect that can actually kill you with a single bite. Ooh, Okay. Just to preface also, even though the doctors feel like she was probably bitten by some insect, mm-hmm. who's to say that if these Americans did it, who's to say that they didn't just like let loose this deadly insect to bite right, her anyways, right. Right? right? So it could sort of be one and the same. Who knows? Yeah. But also like, okay, if that's the prevailing theory by these doctors, I would love to know about, because this was when they were hosting the LA Olympics, right? So I'm like, okay, what, you know, insect species is out here in Southern California that either exists today and back then or maybe existed back then that can cause that sort of thing. So that would be interesting to see, like, in their diagnosis, they had like a specific insect that they talked about. But I don't know. I don't know if you came across yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. that's exactly what i did great (laughs) Uh, wonderful (laughs) so now we're actually going into the toxicology i did some research into this and i went into this research truly not thinking that there were any insects that could really kill you with a single bite because honestly like what kind of insect can kill a whole ass human but there are this particular insect is considered on various top 10 you know top 10 most deadliest insect lists as being number Mm. two Mm. only behind the mosquito (laughs) so this insect is the definition of sweet but deadly because Mm -hmm. the name of this insect is called the kissing bug do you know this one megan not at all tell me more i'm gonna be looking up pictures of it i know i'm just gonna say please look (laughs) it up so i'm gonna describe what it looks like to you guys boys and pals so the kissing bug looks very beetle-esque it is quite tiny as big as a penny and is black all over typically with either beige or red stripes along the body seeing it now sorry uh because now i have it on google images man i feel like i see this bug all the time i don't know if it's just like bugs in general kind of look the same but this is definitely i've like seen this in san diego like i Oh, okay, yeah. Wait. Tell me, like, how common is this bug? Is this a really common bug, this kissing bug? It is quite... Oh, hold on. Before I say okay. the word common, I would say it is not uncommon. Okay. Like, I wouldn't doubt that you've seen it before. Yeah. 
it's hard to tell. Not like to scare I, you. <laughs> no, I know. I, I'm just like, man, like I feel like I have seen this bug like literally the other day. But at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> there there are a lot of bugs that look alike and I could yeah, just true. not, you know, not know the difference between the true nuanced differences between two different bugs. But anyways, I digress. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you've seen it before, especially in Southern California, I would not be surprised at all, to be honest. But let me yeah. tell you more about it. So, yes, the kissing bug. The kissing bug feeds on your blood. So very similar to what happened to Zeus Braun. It was a blood disease that she got from whatever punctured her. So these kissing bugs feed on your blood, similar to ticks. But unlike ticks, they don't attach to you. Kissing bugs are usually or actually not native to the U.S., but now they are found in 29 states in the U.S., including California. And I know... I'm sorry, poison pals. I not I know not everyone is from California, but we are from California, so that is why mm-hmm. I'm kind of like talking about it from that perspective. Plus, mm-hmm. the story takes place in Los Angeles. But right. anyways, so there is a really good diagram of the United States map, which I will put uh, or I will post as one of the pictures for this week's episode. But just so you guys can get a an image in your mind, if you have the image of the United States in your mind's eye go to California and then draw a straight line across from the top of California all across the United States. And then everything below that are where the Mm. kissing bugs live. Mm, So it's like a good chunk of the United States. Yeah. And just as a general rule of thumb, the kissing bugs tend to get more frequent and there's more of them in the more Southern states compared Mm. to the Northern states. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's like a, climate thing or an environment thing that they like warmer weather but that's where they live Hmm. so there are 11 different species of kissing bugs and they are mostly found in texas north mexico and arizona well those Hmm. are the states that have the most different species and findings but there are definitely a lot like in like the southern region so including like southern california Mm -hmm. this is really important a lot of people don't talk about this but this is actually a very important aspect of any bug especially like spiders, the brown recluse or the black widow. This is something that they teach you at the poison control center. If your child or someone gets bitten by one of these like venomous spiders is to always figure out where they might live. So kissing bugs typically are found in housing. So underneath porches, under cement, under bark, wood, brush piles, in, in dog houses and kennels. That's a very common one. They like to live in like the little nooks and crannies of your dog houses, chicken coops, etc. Basically anything dark and has any kind of different space in it, they will try mm-hmm. to hide in there. But the kicker here is what makes them dangerous to us. of kissing bugs are infected with something called the Chagas parasite Mm -hmm. or Chagas parasite. Have you heard of this one, Megan? I have heard the name, but I never knew what it entailed. Uh, Mm. Admittedly, as you're reading this, I just typed in like kissing bug in my Google search. And the first thing that pops up because of my location and Google knowing my location was the San Diego County informational Mm. sheet. Mm-hmm. about the kissing bugs so literally on that page it says chagas disease with a picture of the kissing bug so as you're yeah. talking to me about this i'm like also reading on it so it's very sure fascinating. sure sure. i love yeah, it yeah. okay yeah mm-hmm. exactly so it has the chagas parasite kissing bugs are carriers of this parasite and it can make both animals and humans sick with a certain parasite called trypanosoma cruzi or cruzi i think it's cruzi 
which mm-hmm. causes this Chagas disease. And mm-hmm. I think it's funny because the way that you read or even like spell out these parasites or bacteria is you always mm-hmm. do a capital of the first name and then mm-hmm. period and then the last name. So it would mm-hmm. be like T. Cruz or T. Cruz. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Uh, so the kissing bugs carry the parasite in their gut and this is a very important poison palace for you guys to remember and it usually gets passed to the human through the bugs feces while feeding so honest like literally like if they're feeding on your blood sometimes they'll shit while they're feeding on your blood and that is how you get infected with this disease which possibly is what happened to to uh, our zeus braun I shouldn't laugh, but I'm like, man, what a life. Just eating and shitting at the same time. <laughs> like, like the, there's literally a phrase, don't shit where you eat, right? Or is it don't kissing, shit where you sleep? Kiss, kissing bugs don't care. <laughs> that I don't rule doesn't apply right to them. Phrase, but... No, yeah, it's, it's, it's um, don't sleep where you shit or don't shit don't where sleep you sleep. Some one shit. of those things. No, no, sorry. <laughs> Even I'm messing up. It's don't. It's what don't it? eat. Don't <laughs> fudge. I think there's it is multiple don't eat. versions. Don't shit where you yes. eat, right? Yes, that. That is that. Yeah, yeah. But I've also heard the don't sleep where you ship. That has to do usually with like like intimacy like, and like Yeah, cheating, like affairs and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which Literally is... affairs and shit. Um <laughs> anyway. Anyways. We were getting pants. Yes. Yeah. So so yeah, they so that's how they get transmitted is they will shit while they feed on you and then it either just like gets into your bloodstream that way or sometimes what happens is you know you get bitten by this bug or whatever and you don't realize it and mm-hmm. then you like go and rub your eyes or like I don't know, rub your nose and then it goes mm-hmm. through your mucous membranes, which is not mm. fun. So I personally had no idea about this bug whatsoever or that it was even this deadly. But in the U.S. alone, there are at least 300,000 cases of Chagas disease and more than 1 million worldwide. Like I said in the beginning, this is not a naturally occurring bug to the United States. So it was brought Mm. over by God knows who and what. And it's becoming worse and worse and worse to the point where Megan kind of brought this up when she searched the kissing bug Mm -hmm. the san diego website or health website popped up that's exactly right so Mm -hmm. now the u.s is cracking down on these cases public health wise tracking the number of cases that are popping up because it's becoming more and more frequent yeah so if you have it track it and yeah report the fact the fact that like yeah i'm seeing this on like the san diego county site and seeing this bug i feel more and more confident that yes this is the bug that i literally almost see every day when i'm on a walk and if i'm not mistaken my sister i told you earlier she had visited Mm -hmm. me this past weekend and when we were on a walk around my neighborhood it was it was it's honestly hilarious to me but we're just walking and i'm just looking straight like you know i'm i'm looking towards where we're going but for some reason my sister Manira she had her eyes at the ground and she stops all of a sudden and she points to the ground and I'm like what is she pointing at like like why did we stop why is she just pointing at the cement on the sidewalk and it's almost like my vision zoomed in it was like a camera zoomed in and she's pointing and she's like look they're mating and it was two bugs like humping Uh and it was definitely this kissing bug like with the red details like i'm so confident but like i remember her pointing she's like look they're mating and i'm like what are you what (laughs) my eyes zoomed in i was like oh yeah there's two bugs like doing their thing 
But oh I, that, that's God. literally two days ago. Like, I'm pretty confident that was this bug. That's so funny. The kissing bugs are kissing in a little <laughs> bit were. more. I wonder if they poop on each Ew. other when they make. Hey, if they eat and shit, hey. I wouldn't put it past them that they. Hey, we don't yuck shit. people's yum on this we podcast. We don't. We don't. So, you know, it's all yeah. welcome, I guess. <laughs> but this is like really, this is like. I feel like this should be bigger news. I mean, I understand that maybe it's yeah. not because it's not that severe for us. And when I say us, I mean, I'm I'm like you just said, like it's mostly like Central America, South America, where these bugs are from. And, and but it's starting to like be more prevalent mm-hmm. in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um it's just like I see these bugs all the time. That's why I'm like, why didn't I know this? Why did I know that they're actually like could spread disease? Yeah, you know? like, I don't. I feel like there's not a lot of like. Just I think in common knowledge, I think people know that like the black widow is no good, the brown recluse is no good, and that's about it. Like that's honestly the extent of my knowledge of like deadly <laughs> insects. Like maybe mosquitoes, but not not like if you get bitten here in the U.S. Not usually, right? Right. So it's like you're not really watching out for any other kinds of bugs, even though there definitely are bugs. Like even ants, like red ants, yeah. they can eventually kill you if you get bitten by enough of them. So totally. Yeah, That's I what know. I kind of. I'm kind of like, I'm a little bit annoyed right now because, like you mentioned, like the the you know black widow and stuff. Like that is so tip. Like everyone knows that. Like when it comes to arachnids, people are like oh yeah like this is poisonous this is poisonous like what's that's very common knowledge yeah but at the same time i'm like it's a freaking spider and people have natural fears of spiders whether they're poisonous or not and people will avoid spiders even though i do not even though i'm actually quite fond of spiders and that's why i'm annoyed because i'm fond of them (laughs) and you've seen me catch spiders with my hand and throw them outside yeah i've seen you catch more than that yeah yeah. (laughs) i i'm like i have the the basic evolutionary fight or flight system to know like okay avoid spiders on some level yeah because like they they just look freaky but these freaking kissing bugs it's not that i'm like i'm like ooh, kissing bugs touch 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 but like i don't treat them with the severity that i would treat a spider you know what i mean and also it doesn't help that they're called the freaking kissing bugs like that's not scary as anything no (laughs) yeah that's not helpful so yeah we are doing our job on this podcast as our very own psa treat kissing bugs like you treat spiders if spiders are getting a bad rap kissing bugs better get Mm. a bad rap that's what yeah kissing is all about (laughs) Yeah, insects are literally the shits of the insect world. I think I talked about this a little bit. I touched on this earlier, but the risk of disease tends to be higher in these southernmost states where there Mm -hmm. are more kissing bugs just because Mm -hmm. there's more of them. Right. So, okay, let's say you get bitten by the kissing bug and then the bug shits on you and then transmits this parasite to you. So now what happens? There are two stages of the disease. There is an acute phase and then there's a chronic phase. Mm. After T. cruz enters the body, the acute phase lasts, can last up to weeks to months. And in this acute phase, you can either get or you can get fever, fatigue, body aches, headache, rash, diarrhea, vomiting. So basically very similar to flu-like symptoms, which is not helpful because a lot of things that are poisonous exhibit flu-like symptoms. And that makes it more difficult to catch the disease accurately. After the acute phase comes the chronic phase. What's up, Megan? Sorry, sorry. I no. 
I was just thinking about T. Cruz. <laughs> it's so it's <laughs> my 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 reaction's a little bit late, but I was I know you already said like Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. But when you said what, as you're describing it, you're like as T. Cruz enters the body, <laughs> I picture like a little parasite body, but With then it's like head. Tom Cruise's face, oh, like man. a cartoon. I'm gonna have to create something <laughs> for this week's for the picture. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Oh, that'll be great. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so after the acute phase comes the chronic phase, which only mm-hmm. about one to th- one out of three people will actually develop, and it can develop years later, which is not uh, helpful. So uh-uh. some people enter the chronic phase a decade after the parasite is just chilling in their body. Wow, so terrifying! What the heck? I know. And in the chronic phase, the parasite has basically set up a base in your heart Mm -hmm. and digestive muscles. Mm. So 30% will experience a range of cardiac diseases, which can lead to cardiac arrhythmias where you essentially have an irregular heartbeat, which can lead to a lot of other issues that you don't want or heart failure caused by destruction of the heart muscle over time by the parasite, which can cause sudden death. So Mm. that is how you can die from this. So, it's not going to be an immediate death by any means, but you're going to get sick right away and really, really mm. fast. And depending on, I don't know what, like, I don't know, I guess how much the how much the bug shits in you. I don't know. <laughs> That's how soon you enter the chronic phase. This is right. not science speak. I just, <laughs> this is just me speculating now on yeah, yeah. how this works. But there are currently no vaccines to protect people from Chagas disease, but there mm. is treatment mm-hmm. and prevention so how do you prevent yeah. kissing bugs from even coming near you or just like avoiding them altogether you yeah. can use something called pyrethroid bug sprays which is just basically your typical bug spray like your d things like that hmm. but they're not approved for use against kissing bugs specifically in the united states but you can still try it it doesn't mm-hmm. ha- doesn't hurt other ways to deal with them are to seal any cracks or gaps in your windows, doors, and walls. Remove anything that's just lying around outside or even inside where bugs can hide and clean out your pet's living spaces as often as possible. And also have your pets sleep indoors, especially if dogs, I mean, cats are already indoors for the most part, but have your pets sleep indoors at night. And if your cats are outdoor cats, do check them. <laughs> All right. Well, Before first they question. Come in. First question. Haridi, can you see my video yet or no? Yes, I can see you. I can see okay. you. Okay. Because I'm making like that Chrissy Teigen <laughs> meme face where her yeah, face yeah. is like, uh, uh, like she's at a reward <laughs> ceremony and she's making right. like this weird, uncomfortable face. <laughs> Literally everything Harini just said is stuff that I, like, I do, I do not do. <laughs> like, like one. My bedroom has a patio sliding glass door that I leave open at night. Like it is open to the elements at night. So my cats can go in and out (laughs) at night. My cats are indoor, outdoor, and they definitely have slept outside at night. That's another thing. So am I closing any cracks or gaps? No, I haven't been doing that. And then (laughs) you're you're like, I'm doing, I'm literally doing the opposite of every single thing you just said. And you're like, make sure you clear out any spaces where like these bugs can like hide and stuff, especially if you have like a space outdoor or whatever. Dude, that freaking patio that's right off my room. There's like, like little containers and boxes and stuff that I definitely need to clear out. Oh my God. Yes. 
I bet if I went outside right now and moved a box, there would be like a whole tribe of kissing box. Oh my God. (laughs) They're like, this is the Ritz Carlton out front. Dude, this bitch doesn't I... move her boxes for years. <laughs> I know. Or like whatever plastic containers I have out there. Oh, wow. And then, oh my and God. then Megan just lets her cat snuggle right up against her. Oh, sh- they do. They bring oh, in yeah. everything they must roll around in from the outside. But that's why Megan has the best immune system out of all of us. I was just going to say in my head, I'm like, I know it's gross. Like my cats are outdoors and they, they jump in my bed and they bring in all the dust and the pollen and probably like the shit too, like whatever's yeah, out there. Yeah. And I just breathe their fur in. <laughs> I put my face right in that fur. I'm like, That's- <laughs> I love it. And I, I love it. And I did always I do always think like I have a great immune system because I just taken all that outdoor yeah grossness um, yeah so that's how but, megan yeah. deals with the kissing bugs don't recommend it but it works for her <laughs> i deal with them by allowing them to be in my life <laughs> you're one you know can't beat them join them type of thing yeah. but yeah so if if you do not have the lifestyle that megan leads these are the things you'd like to do uh, if you happen to come across a kissing bug, okay, so this is important for you, Megan. If okay, you can yes. do all that shit, but here's what you should do. Okay. So if you do come across a kissing bug in person in your real life to life, like they're in your bedroom or whatever, right? Do not touch it and do not squash it, poison okay. pals. Because okay. if you remembered, I told you, where does the parasite live? It lives in the gut. So if you yeah. squash that shit, you're going to release all of that goodness. Ugh, gross. So don't do that. What you want to do is you want to place a container over the bug and slide it inside and then fill it with rubbing alcohol, which I know this sounds really horrible, but oh. fill it with rubber, rubbing alcohol. If you don't have rubbing alcohol, you can freeze the bug. I guess like put it in your freezer, I'm, huh. I'm assuming. And then yeah. that will just kind of kill it off as well yeah um they say to keep the container and then turn it over to your local health department or even university for just for proper disposal and identification because again they're keeping track of this stuff yeah that is so fascinating there's like a whole protocol around these things Mm -hmm. which i don't know about they don't tell you anything (laughs) yeah this is like super mind-blowing because again i'm like i literally i'm very confident i just saw these bugs humping the other day and now I know, like, if you come across them, you should turn it over to your health officials. What the heck? Like, I know. Like, I'm, yeah, so I'm, in some ways, I'm kind of hoping I come across one just so I can go <laughs> through this protocol. <laughs> For sure. But yeah, so wow. that's what you do if you guys come across it, guys. But good to know. Yeah. If, for example, you come across a kissing bug in your home or anywhere that you utilize in a space mm-hmm. or live in a space, those surfaces that that bug has come in contact with, they have to be disinfected because mm. the parasite could, because you don't know if they shat on that earlier. You just don't right. know. So you want to make sure you clean everything. So just with a heavy disinfectant, just wipe everything down or any place that you think they might've been lingering around just to be safe. But the good thing is, let's say you do get Chagas disease, there is a 100% effective treatment. I know we don't, we're not in the business of 100% in science, but this one is apparently. So this drug is called benzinidazole. It is an oral tablet approved specifically for Chagas disease due to kissing bugs. I don't think there's any other way you can get it, I believe, 
but that's pretty mind-blowing like there's this is a very small population of people who might get it in the world yeah. even though like a million yeah. sounds like a lot to us yeah. but for a drug to get all the way fda approved and get that mm-hmm. seal of like yes this is a drug we need that's pretty impressive mm-hmm. so that yeah. kind of tells me in my mind it's a big enough deal where we would want to have a drug to save us save our asses right, if this happens right, right? yeah uh, and it is considered like the according to various sites, the second most deadliest insect in the world. So there you go. That is wild. But it's like, it's one of those things where it's like the bug itself is it's not, not the problem. It's the mm-hmm. friggin' T. Cruz parasite just chilling in its gut. Right. Um, but and, it and is, it's, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I just always find it fascinating how that is, like, that's, that is something we see just with many species yeah. or you know insects animals out there where there's a very specific symbiotic relationship i mean i don't even know if it's symbiotic for mutual you know mutually symbiotic for i don't the, think it's symbiotic bug. yeah um, i don't think it but does it's clearly to the bug but yeah okay so whatever that term is where it's like it benefits one party but doesn't harm the other right um, but doesn't necessarily benefit the other party mm-hmm. but like that's very fascinating that this t cruise parasite is like Most this bug <laughs> yeah this kissing bug is the one i'm only gonna live inside you i mean is right. it it's only in yeah. yeah 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 no and you brought up a really good point megan because you kind of allude to the fact that not every kissing bug has a parasite because it's not the kissing bug that is deadly, right? It's the parasite, but not every kissing bug has the parasite inside of them. And so I think that's part of the reason, again, just speculating, but I think my educated guess is that Uh that's the reason why if you come across a kissing bug, they don't want you to kill it. One, because they don't, if you were to kill it, that would involve some sort of like squashing it and you don't want to release a parasite if it does have it. But two, they want you to save it and bring it to your local university or public health department because I think they want to see if that bug in particular even has a parasite. And then they'll probably release the bug Mm. safely or dispose of it safely in whatever case they, whatever case it is. Yeah. Um, But, yeah i'm sorry like remind me if you mentioned this but we talked about like how transmission is typically the bug will bite and then poop on you at the same time and so that that (laughs) poop goes into your bloodstream but what are like okay but then you said like they do recommend if you know there is a chog um not chog uh kissing bug like for example let's say you saw a kissing bug in your kitchen on the counter remove Mm, it mm -hmm. and then disinfect the whole counter area because you don't know where it could have like pooped but like what's the difference in outcome if you were to like accidentally ingest you know the parasite versus it going into your bloodstream directly from a bite do you think like a good question it would be even be the same thing usually like typically going directly to the blood that's a surefire way to get the most sick but ingesting something is always a little bit different i mean just thinking about drugs itself like that's why we get vaccinations directly into our arm and not that we don't eat it you know what i mean like it's just faster and it's more effective it's 100 effective and right. so going directly to your blood versus like when you orally eat something the you're you're always gonna have to come across your stomach acids which tend yeah. to kill off a bunch of stuff for a reason right. it's kind right. of like this you know, barrier to a lot mm. of things that we may accidentally ingest or swallow or inhale. 
So I do think it would be less effective. I'm sure you would still get sick to an extent, but I definitely feel like the blood is the way, the traditional way where you would get the most sick or or potentially even die if you don't catch it. But that's where, I guess that's a good lead into this last part. Mm -hmm. So yes, we have this oral tablet, benzinidazole, which is that oral tablet and it was only approved recently. It was in 2017. Mm. It was FDA approved for ch- Chagas disease. And it is, the, like I said, the first and only treatment for Chagas disease in the United States. And the way that it works is, uh, I don't know. So for our science people, benzinidazole, to me, that tells me there's like nitrogens in this structure. And so there are various nitrogens that will bind to the parasite DNA because there are nitrogens in our DNA backbone. And with the nitrogens in the drug, they will bind to the nitrogens in the parasite DNA and essentially mm-hmm. damage that DNA, basically, basically break it up to the point mm-hmm. where the parasite will die. And that is 100% effective every time. Mm. The catch, though, is that this medication works best when given in the acute phase only. So just like with most diseases, the earlier the better, right? Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much useless in the chronic state although i'm sure you could still try but i don't Mm -hmm. believe it's fda approved for that specific use it's best used when it's caught early on in that acute phase only and that's it (laughs) that's all i got for you yeah very interesting very interesting i you know at the end of the day in terms of the story going back to lady Braun, aka zeus that's one of those things where I'm like, ooh, is that like a mis- unsolved mystery that, you know, will eventually come out that, oh, it turns out there was a poison attempt against her or whatever. But it's so interesting. I'd love to do side research on, okay, what is a type of poison where your leg feels, I don't know, you, it was never numb, right? It was just like pain, pain in her it leg. It was a lot of pain, like the and the pain radiated, then eventually she yeah. couldn't really like even move her leg. Yeah. So, I mean, and then to be high honest, fever. Yeah. yeah, she had high fever and a lot of these things. Mm. And she eventually got like, sepsis, which is just a bloodstream infection. So honestly, yeah. a lot of the symptoms kind of coincide with, with Chagas disease itself gotcha, and like, what gotcha. would happen from this parasite which yeah. I think is why they suspected it was an insect bite of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, like, who is to say, like, those two Americans, if we're, again, thinking that sinister route, they just yeah. freeze that shit, bring it to the the preliminary heats, and just let it go right. wild. Let it sit and so shit interesting. where it eats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if it's it was them the whole time who introduced... This particular oh T. Cruz parasite into like the United you're States, so right. into Southern California. Oh, you're so That'd right. That totally could have been a thing. Yeah. And ever since Ugh. the 1932 Olympics, we have now yep. been endemic to the kissing bugs. Yeah. And that is how conspiracies are born. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I just thought this was like obviously very timely of a story yeah. to talk about with the Olympics going on, but I, yeah. we've not really talked about an insect before. So I was like, this is no, really, this was news to me at least. Like I was like, this is really interesting. And I'm, and I, it's yeah. always, it always makes it a little more interesting when it's, uh, something that lives in your area and like, your own backyard, at least for us yeah. here in California. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners who live in most of these Southern States as well in the United States yeah. um, and other parts of the country, uh, the world as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting one. Yeah, because we haven't talked about insects. I Part of me is like, where does this really fall, though, like in the world of 
toxicity and uh, <laughs> I don't, what's the study of insects? I there's I a word entomology. A, entomology, yeah, yeah, that one. Because uh, like for sure there are insects out there that are poisonous. Like if you, if they bite you, it's poisonous. But this is like it's not like a poison. It's a transfer Mm-mm. of parasite that can cause disease. Right. That's so. Fa- I mean, it's, it's still. I love it. It works. It's fascinating. But now <laughs> it's I'm more all infectious about, like, okay. diseases. It's more of like public right, health right. concern. Yeah. 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 But now I'm all about like, okay, this opens up a whole world and start looking at insects. What's out oh, there? Absolutely. Like, this is definitely like, I actually wasn't, I mean, I was kind of revealing the secret of the secret sauce to myself as I was researching mm-hmm. it. So I didn't realize mm-hmm. until obviously I read it that it was more a parasite instead of like a true mm-hmm. like venom or toxin. But there gotcha. are plenty, plenty of insects and otherwise that are actually like venomous, like including yeah, like yeah. what we talked about, Black Widow, Brown Recluse, yeah. and many, many others. Yeah. I love yeah. it. So we have a love whole that. can of worms, so to speak, to to open when it comes to that kind of stuff. Heck that we yeah. haven't even touched on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so that's come, great. Yeah, that's, no, that's so cool. This was so educational, like especially for me who uh, for both of us <laughs> we are in san diego but yeah now you know like uh poison pals if if you didn't do it yet definitely google search kissing yes. bugs and what they look like because yeah. i guarantee you'll be like i have seen this bug and now we can all proceed with caution in life and i assume <laughs> like i mean ultimately i'm like if i see a bug that's like outdoors and i'm just on a walk like mm. how i saw them two days ago I'm probably not going to put in the time to go find a box and pick them up and bring them <laughs> to know, my local university. I'll probably just leave them be, but now I know to walk around them <laughs> fully right, exactly. and not just buy right. them. <laughs> exactly. And I think the only way I would, as you said, Megan, actually take a container and transport them somewhere is if they were in my home or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Same. Like if I, I saw have one to in get my that house. Shit out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd be like, oh, snap. Yeah. Oh, man, I got to clean my patio now. Dang it. (laughs) Megan, can you please tell the Poison Pals before we end what you dangled in my face the last time I was over at your home? (laughs) Ah, yes. Dangle. What a fun word. Um, All right. So Harini came over for like a nice chill sesh on Friday. And I was in my room cleaning or like picking up my room or something. Um, no, you were taking a work call. Oh, psh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Sometimes I forget. Sometimes Harini comes over and I'll be like, I'm so sorry. I still need to pick up my room. Let me do that. And then I'll do that while she's like yeah, chilling yeah. watching TV. But yes, this time around I was doing a work call. So I was in my room with the door closed doing a work call. And the work call finished up. And the whole time during the call, I had my curtains to my um, sliding screen door like uh, closed all the way. And so they're like blackout curtains. So the room was pretty dark. So I was like, okay, let me open it to let some light in. As I open the curtains and I look down at the ground between the curtains and the sliding screen door was um, a pretty hefty sized alligator lizard. And if you're familiar with alligator lizards, they have like pretty rectangular long heads. Mm -hmm. They tend to be meteor for, you know, California lizard species. They're not they're not massive like an iguana would be massive, but like mm-hmm. they're big for like a a local <laughs> lizard. Yeah, I, guess, I would say know? like they're they're like as big as like your foot. 
right? Uh, in length. Like from, yes. In length. In they length. can, they, yeah, they can get as big as your foot in length. Like I've definitely seen an alligator lizard that long, like that's from like head to tail sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I think width wise, I would give them about two inches, two to two and a half inches in width and then length on average, maybe like four to five inches sort of thing. That's how, like, that's mm-hmm. my understanding of how big they can get. Anyway, so it's chilling in my room. This is inside. This is the interior of my room. It's behind the curtain, between the curtain and the sliding room door, but it's inside because, as I had mentioned earlier, I, <laughs> yeah. I have my sliding screen door open all the time to let my cats in and out. So this thing's just chilling there, and I was like, oh, snap. Like, I should rescue this thing because my cats are going to freaking terrorize it if they find it. So it's good that I find it first. So that my cats don't get to it. Because I know they're just going to like use it as like a little meat puppet to toss around. Oh my God. So, <laughs> so I reach down and I grab it. And I'm a freaking idiot. And I, I'm thinking I grabbed it low enough at the base of its tail to where the tail won't like separate. But I also don't want to grab it by its body. Because alligator lizards at the end of the day, like if they want to nip you, like if they yeah. want to bite you, they totally can totally yeah. justified so i'm like i'm trying to avoid getting bit so i grab it and it is dangling essentially from its tail and i don't know why i didn't expect this at all but as i'm bringing it out i'm about to bring it out to like harini to show her not knowing that harini does not why. like this <laughs> i didn't know you were squirmish yeah. about these things um so i'm grabbing it by the tail and right before i even leave my room to the living room like i'm literally probably in the doorway suddenly it just falls from my hand and i look at my hand and the tail is still in my hand wiggling and the lizard is scampering on the floor and there's blood everywhere and i just like i knew that lizards can detach their tails i knew that yeah it's fact of life they detach them as an emergency exit i don't know if it's a painful thing i have never looked into that But the way it fell, the way it detached, that feeling of that happening in my hand was the weirdest sensation. Oh my God, you felt that? Yes, like you can, it just like, like Uh, ripped, but like, it didn't seem like effortful, right? That's what was weird about it. It just like, it just seemed like easy. And that honestly made me feel more gross. Right, right, right. (laughs) So I felt bad. I felt bad that it detached its tail. It clearly felt threatened. I was hoping it wouldn't have done that. That's why I thought I grabbed it low enough at the base. But the tail detached and the tail's wiggling in my hand and the lizard's on the ground. So I drop the tail, grab the lizard before it can fully escape. And then I bring it out to Harini with the tail in my other hand that's wiggling. And Harini is just speechless. Like... I didn't know you would be shocked, but you were sh- you're like, what? I was mortified. I was absolutely mortified. And I was not specious. I was continuously saying on repeat, like, Megan, get that the fuck away from me. <laughs> Just like on repeat. I was horrified. Because all I could speechless. see was that all I could see was in her other hand, that tail just the tail wiggling its freaking tail off, literally. It was yeah. so bizarre. It was so bizarre. It was weird. Ay. It was weird. And, and that then I, and was then I, chonky, too. Yeah, it was a big guy. It's a it was big, big guy. guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the story. Um, <laughs> yeah, why are we talking about this? I don't know. I lost We're track. talking about, like, <laughs> insects, I guess. Well, it's oh, yeah. Insects, oh, me, but, like, know. grabbing stuff, grabbing insects and, like, animals. Yes. And if you were to see like the that. kissing bug, you'd grab it and take it outside. Anyway, the takeaway Anyways. from that story is if you're comfortable grabbing lizards, 
no matter how far on the tail you think is safe to hold them, just try to grab them by the body. That way they don't have to sacrifice their beautiful, gorgeous tail. Oh my God. Anyway, that's that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're done with the story. We'll go into our (laughs) antidotes, guys. (laughs) My antidote for this week is I just had a lovely visit from my sister this past weekend. Um, It's always a fantastic time catching up with Manira. We had a blast. We went to our mutual friend's birthday party and literally like lazed in the pool at her house all day. It was so great. And it was great catching up with that group of friends in general Mm because we hadn't seen them since like our mutual friend's wedding. So it almost felt like a wedding, um, I don't know, reunion (laughs) or something. So that was really cute cute and cool. And then on Sunday... Manira and I went snorkeling for the first time at La Jolla Shores, which, you know, I've lived in San Diego for now, like going on nine years. Yeah. And I've never done the the sea cave snorkeling or the kelp forest snorkeling. And so that was really honestly rewarding. And like, it was gorgeous. I'd say like the fish diversity was not as large as say like when I would go snorkeling in Malaysia and like tropical areas, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. but the, the, the underwater environment, the underwater environment was so unique and cool. Like I already, like I know what coastal California marine life and like that, that ecosystem looks like with the kelp forest and all that. Right. But to like finally be in it and to see like the kelp, like almost like, mermaid hair yeah, under the waves like that's so why it's beautiful. called like mermaid hair you know something yeah. like, it was gorgeous it was like the most beautiful underwater terrain um that's awesome so yeah that's my antidote i was the just had a water? really great weekend with my sister uh, i always love it's always fun to have manure <laughs> down yeah i didn't even know she was coming down so that's so fun um yeah i was gonna say was the water warm or was it cold mm-hmm. It was warm, like for okay. the Pacific Ocean. This mm-hmm. was it was so pleasant. Like I felt very comfortable. Getting in was like a little bit like ooh, a little nippy. Yeah. But it's like the moment your whole body's emerged, mm-hmm. your body adjusts so quick. It was right. really, really nice. Really that nice. Sounds awesome. I actually didn't know you yeah. could snorkel over there. That's something I definitely would yeah. like to do. Actually, now that I know about that. But, oh my gosh, I would love yeah. to take you because yeah, be I fun. honestly got. I, I know people do it and I've seen people do it. Like I've literally been on the cliffs and mm-hmm. watching people snorkel. So I'm like, clearly people do it. But for mm-hmm. some reason, like it, I get anxious because I'm like, I don't know like what the locals do. Like yeah. I get anxious, like not, not, I'm so used to like being taken on a tour or like having a right. local take me or whatever. Um, So we were pretty autonomous doing this on our own. But like, That's if you awesome. ever want to go snorkeling, Harini, I can take you. Cause like, it's actually quite easy. It's very comfortable. I felt safe that. the whole time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be super fun. We don't have to go all the way to Hawaii or somewhere else to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay, yes. Okay, so my antidote, my antidote is very simple, and it's gonna sound really silly, but I, I love it. Mm-hmm. So, my, so th- Dave and I are actually in the bay right now, and we were not exactly planning to drive to the bay, uh, so it was kind of like a slapdash, last minute effort to get up here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as most people may or may not know, it takes about roughly like seven to eight hours to drive from like Southern California, like San Diego specifically, to the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. So it's a good amount of driving. So we typically always stop halfway, just once mm-hmm. to get gas mm-hmm. and like a quick bathroom break and then back on the road. Yep. My dad, for people that don't know, my dad, he 
actually works in the Bay. So he has been driving to the Bay every month for about two weeks for like the past like 12 years now. So he's been doing that drive. I don't know. He needs to stop. (laughs) He's like, he's been doing that drive for far too freaking long. But the point of that is he knows that drive like the back of his hand. So therefore Mm -hmm. he has his favorite rest stop and gas station which is exit 244 and so now that has become like everyone else's like go-to pit stop for when we go up or down so yeah me and dave were driving up on uh sunday and my mom Mm -hmm. and my dad were driving down on sunday so we were just kind of like oh like we're at 244 like i wonder if we'll see them and so we get to 244 and i call my dad and he's he doesn't say hello he's like oh speak of the devil we were just talking about you i was like oh what are you talking (laughs) about he's like we're just saying like it would be funny if we met up at 244 because we're just a minute away and i was like we're at 244 and so they yeah. pull in right next to us at the gas station and we just have a little bit of a reunion because i hadn't seen my mom for over a month because she was up mm-hmm. in the bay taking helping my brother with their new baby so it was like a nice little reunion and we just had it was just fun seeing my parents and getting to like hug them irl before they yeah. went back down <laughs> so yeah. that was my so happy like moment <laughs> that's so sweet so they were coming down and you were going up yeah and yeah then you and- both just stopped yeah. yeah, and it was totally unplanned. We didn't expect to see each other. We just happened to arrive at the same time, quite literally. So that was fun. That's so cute. I love that. Yeah, it like worked out just right. I'm honestly, yeah. I'm Google searching exit 244 because <laughs> I've made that drive so many times in my life mm-hmm. to where I'm like, I probably know exactly what the stop I'm is sure. or like what, sure. what's offered there. Um, because I also have like the certain stops that I like that I feel more comfortable at. Um, that's yeah. just something that happens, you know? It does. Anyway. And yeah. I think I think the reason why... There's nothing special about this rest stop, to be honest. The one mm. thing that my dad... The reason why my dad likes stopping here is because the bathrooms are very clean. Mm. They do I wonder really if job. in his... <laughs> have you asked him, in your 12 years of doing this <laughs> absurd commute, father, absurd commute, yes. <laughs> in these 12 years... Have you stopped at every or like, you know, like every exit along the highway to rate their bathrooms and their amenities? Oh, I'm (laughs) sure. Like, because I, we, I don't, I'm sure Megan, you probably did the same thing, but I'm sure you stopped at Kettleman Mm. City. Oh, like I I would stop there all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But my dad was like, oh no, that's like amateur hour. Like you don't go there. (laughs) He's like, you don't go there. That's where all the tourists go. Like you can't get a bathroom for 20 minutes. (laughs) It was like, okay. He's not, he's not wrong. (laughs) He's not wrong. The reason why I stop at Kettleman's though is because they have so many options for food. Food, Like honestly, that's what it comes down to. Like they do have in and and out there. Dude, it's so tourist now at that exit that they have like a whole like, Kettleman's Ranch or like like it's like a, like a cutesy yeah, yeah. like tourist like saloon style saloon yeah like yeah. I don't know what that's about I've never gone in because I'm like I'm I'm not gonna linger at no. this technically but fuck nowhere location <laughs> I know no like, offense to those who live out? near Kettleman <laughs> I know I'm sorry guys but like no one's gonna yeah. hang out at a gas station or rest stop yeah. but yeah this place yeah. has like nice bathrooms and they have nice showers as well oh um, okay because I think like the I think basically this is where the truckers stop. So if you know yeah, the truckers yeah, stop yeah. there, you know it's good. <laughs> yeah, that's I was just gonna say. I'm like I'm sure your dad has followed the truckers. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, he's absolutely. a hunter gatherer following the pack, and he's like, this is where they all go. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's like, you guys don't know it, but I'm one of you guys. <laughs> 
that's my uh, antidote. That's so cute. That's it. <laughs> I love it. That's a lovely antidote. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. All right. Well, that's it for today, Poison Pals. We appreciate you. We love you. Go rate and review. And uh, Harini, take us we away. Do. Yes. So, Poison Pals, until next time, don't risk it for that tea cruise biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Peace. Bye, guys. <laughs>